Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. Episode three, peak week for men's bodybuilding and men's classic physique. We're going to turn our attention toward actual peaking options. So uh, th this, this is going to get a little redundant. If you've been listening to every single one of these series within this meta series, you're going you're gonna to hear some of the same things. But we're hoping that as these things do live on the internet for quite a while, People can kind of find their home base. If you're in bikini, if you're in men's physique, et cetera, you know, you're going to, you're going to find the series that you want. But in terms of peaking options, uh, I think Adam and I are going to agree. We, we kind of look for the, uh, the subtlety of a progressive linear load, but those can change a little bit, uh, especially division to division. And I think for, you know, starting with just men's bodybuilding, uh, Adam, obviously we want that extreme look. I keep using that word extreme with this division, but uh, the condition has to be there and you don't want spillover. You don't want to mess up that hard work with even a little bit of filminess. Uh, you obviously want to be full. You know, you want to wake up, you know, and, and build yourself toward the stage time where you're getting a little fuller, a little fuller and can really nail that. And I was speaking to a competitor of mine, uh, an actual, you know, pro world champion who's getting ready to compete again this year. And, uh, and, and I talked about these things like, like with our history together, Here's the next step. Here's here's the the next thing we can do now that we're both used to your physique and your response, and, and it airs on the side of aggression. Like let's make sure we really get you full and so forth. You know, knowing we can maintain that tightness. So so compared to other divisions, male or female, how do you approach men's bodybuilding? Well, one of the big differences with you know men's bodybuilding and classic physique we're going to see a weight cap. So this could change the whole peak week based on does someone need to lose weight to, you know, make their division? How much weight do they need to lose? Um, recently, I had a guy who needed to lose 12 pounds to um, make his division. So um, that can be paramount to the whole setup, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so, so somebody like that, let's use him an example, 12 pounds, you're, you're, you're just staying flat, you're, you're going in depleted, you may even have to, you know, end up dehydrating a little bit. Um, but that that would be one extreme peak week option for you. Am I am I correct? Yeah, um, I did up fats a little bit to make sure digestion was moving relatively quickly. Um, we also used digestive supplements. Um, everything was over the counter. We just wanted to make sure that there was not going to be any kind of digestive backup during peak week. Really made sure food sources were similar. Um, and then we had the whole um, water manipulation. Now we kept water flat you know, all week. We didn't do a load water to try to trick the body. It was just, um, he was at like two gallons all week, except for um, Thursday, the night before the weigh-in, I had him get two gallons in by noon. And then he didn't drink anything from that point on until his weigh-in Friday at like 4 p.m. Made weight. And then uh, I would say we did more of a backload here. Um, I wouldn't say rapid because I didn't do a depletion prior, but, um, you know, we, we did add a majority of our carbs that night, but when you're with somebody who you don't really get to see any kind of loading or just some very, very light bumps up just to keep digestion going, um, it really shades what you get to see prior to the peak week. So that last move, I'm, um, 
I'm going to err on the side of leanness. I don't want someone to spill over. So I'm definitely a little more gentle on that backload in that scenario, but that's kind of how I approach that. Well, and I'll, I'll affirm that with a quick story that uh, I'm not sure if I've ever told this story on Contest Prep University, but when, when I was coaching Sean Clarita to his IFBB Pro Card, uh, we had just together won the WNBF World Championships at around 130 pounds. Now he was moving into the NPC and, and trying to get into the IFBB. And I believe at nationals, he was in the 140s. And we were either in the bantam or the lightweight class. And, and we were, it was hard. We had to lose seven or eight pounds that week to make sure he made the class he wanted. And not only did we have to stay very low on food and carbs, we did not have any kind of a load. We actually fasted for 24 hours before weigh-in. So absolutely no food, just sipping on water. Everything you would hear me say, don't do. But to your point, we had to make the class. We had 24 hours after weigh-in. So after weigh-in, we could, we could rehydrate on a pretty nice curve and then start slowly reintroducing carbs. He's got a really slow metabolism anyway. So to all of a sudden say, okay, great. We made the weight class. Let's just go to a buffet, you know, would have been a disaster. Uh, you know, he fills up very well with just water or, or did a time, you know, now I know he's in his, you know, one eighties, one nineties and, and, you know, winning, winning the light Olympia title. But um, you know, that, that's just a good coaching decision to say, hey, here's what I would love to do, but we just can't, but let's talk about that other extreme where, or maybe you have somebody who is ready and we're just pushing on the accelerator toward the end of the week. You know, what, what would be the most aggressive thing you would do with a bodybuilder or even classic men's physique to really get the best of that fullness toward the end of the week? Yeah, I mean, if they're still a little flat on show day, we, we might go out for um, just something bigger that they digest well. Um, I won't say I give everyone a burger fries or anything like that, but, um, you know, if they've had pizza or um, like even sometimes Gatorade can be a good option because uh, you've got to consider a lot of these people haven't been eating a lot. So sometimes it's really hard for them to digest. So we might use Gatorade to get more carbs in, but um, you know, there's, I have a, a competitor who I feel like I can be really extreme with. And uh, we've, we've kind of tilted that envelope a little bit more every time he's done a show and I've just never seen him spill over. So um, he, he does eat beef on a regular basis. Um, he does eat a burger um, pretty much every day. So adding the fries really isn't that big of a issue for him. And uh, we've been able to do a burger and fries the night before the show with a second side order of fries now because I've seen him do it so many times and just had no ramifications on conditioning. So we keep pushing that envelope just a little bit more. And uh, that two servings of fries, I think we really nailed it this last time. Yeah. And uh, kept the peaking strategy pretty much linear um, up until that night. But my question is, when we do that, he likes doing it that way. Um, so I kind of hold back during the week. If I had my way, I would be more aggressive during the week. So he's kind of one of those more difficult clients that I have to meet in the middle on. 
Well, that, that gives us a, a really good look at the, the two ends of a peaking continuum. And in our fourth episode, everyone, we're going we're gonna to chat about how to make those adjustments. So I think some of these examples we've used, Adam, will, will continue to play out uh, to some good use here. So we'll see you guys on that episode next time in Contest Prep University.